T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Show to Cameron John Ritchie on this uh, Monday morning, 94 WIP. So, you know, not exactly the greatest weekend of sports, obviously. And one thing that made it even more irritating than it otherwise would have been, because it was mostly a nothing. There was like nothing going on. But we get the MB news. There's some Pro Bowl stuff if you're inclined to watch that. But here's something that was really bothersome. <laughs> uh, I'll put it in the irritating category. Doc Rivers. Your coach of the NBA's Eastern Conference NBA All-Stars. I mean, what? You know how many games he's won? Well, I don't know uh, how many he's Prior won. to being, you know, elevated to yeah. the All-Star team coach, he's won one Yeah, it's game. just, it, <laughs> this guy just lucks his way, backs his way. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, Doc's the coach. I mean, even though he just got the, the job with the Bucs, he's the coach. The whole thing is a, is a joke. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Ken and Cinnamon right now. Hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Joe, don't ever let anybody give you grief about playing risk. It is a, uh, it's a tremendous game. It is. And, and, and I would be down for Ken. game risk any time you pull one together. That'd be fun, man. We get a, a, a WIP listener game of risk. Risk can be a fun game, but it can also be sort of lame that Joe's getting together with, you know, <laughs> other so, adults. John, you're conflating the lameness of Joe with risk. Okay, so <laughs> that's true. The mere fact that Joe is playing risk doesn't mean that the game of risk is lame. Um, so, like you know, let's, let's, let's make sure that we're, we're clear about things. No risk is risk is great, you know, and, and it, it takes a certain kind of person to, uh, to appreciate risk. Joe. You know? So that's why, that's why people like you and people like me who aren't similar in any other way, appreciate the game. of there risk. There you go. Um, it, when I, I heard the earlier caller, uh, the one was actually older than me. So I, I, Jim, James and I were laughing about the fact that you guys had a caller. that's actually older than me. Um, the next step is fossilized, I guess. But um, the, the blind defense of Jalen Hurts by some people in this city is really, I mean, in every practical way, is starting to sound like the blind defense that we heard during the whole Carson Wentz thing for that three-year period when you had a bunch of people that were seeing things saying, look, this isn't the same guy. He's not playing at the same level. Yeah. And you had other people that called and said, well, and the exact same things. The offensive line doesn't protect them. Uh, the, the, the receivers can't get open. I mean, literally the exact same things. The offensive line did not play as well 
this year as they played last year. I mean, part of that is the fact that you've got a guy playing right guard who, who never played right guard before in the NFL to replace Isaac Sayamalu. I thought he actually played pretty well. Uh, but Jalen Hurts did, did have the longest time to throw the football in the NFL. No quarterback took longer to throw the football on average than Jalen Hurts. Oh, no, Ken, there, there uh-huh. were some. I remember toward the end of the season, uh, there – he was like 42 out of 45. Uh, like, so, so of the starters, like all the starters took less time than Jalen. Like he took more time than even yeah. some of the backups. Ken, the only thing I will say in his defense in that regard, some of that is because he had the wheels to get away more than other quarterbacks had the wheels to get away. So that's part of why it took him longer to throw the ball. Well, yeah, but that also makes it hard to play offensive line when you've got totally. to hold up that long and you don't know which direction your quarterback's going to bail That's when right. he bails. I, and, and yeah, it's, it's it makes it impossible it, to play offensive yeah, line when you and, just don't know, and that's part of the frustration that you saw. I thought it was interesting. Again, in the Pro Bowl games, Jalen turned it over on downs because he held the ball too long. They had a count. Hmm. If it got to four seconds and you're a quarterback and you're still holding it, wow. basically you you get sacked. He turned it over that way wow. on fourth down in this game. Now, other quarterbacks also turned it over that way, and they didn't automatically have this clock in their head. I didn't expect them to, so that took an adjustment from Jalen. But, uh, that yeah, that was a problem. Hey, Ken, give me a great answer for who or what is versatile. Uh, I'm going to go with pork. You can do an awful lot with Pork. And what did Richie, Ken, you're going to get this. What did Richie Ashburn say a million times in commercials about pork during Philly's broadcasts? Uh, it's the it's the other white meat. That's exactly right. Well done, Ken. James, you remember that? It's don't the, rem- I remember the, that phrase, obviously, I think for he pork. Said it, right? I don't remember Richie said I mean, I'm, he might have. I just don't remember it. I mean, I know that, that commercial aired a million times during Philly's games for all those years, 80s and 90s. And, but I think he... I think he was an endorser of it. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think he was. I'm pretty sure he was an endorser on it. All right. Um, we'll get to some Hertz-related stuff coming up in a little bit here because Ray Diddy said some stuff to us last week about Hertz and his level of concern. Um, James, you were looking up the Embiid annual thing. By the way, if you're just waking up to the news, Joel is going to have surgery this uh, week. That was announced yesterday. 76ers uh, announced yesterday Joel Embiid will have a corrective procedure this week to address an injury to the lateral meniscus in his left knee. An update will be provided following the procedure. So, James, you were looking up the the annual sort of um, Joel regular season stats versus Joel postseason stats. My recollection is he goes down pretty hardcore come postseason time, which is part of why I don't expect him to be at his best this postseason if he even plays in it. James, what do the numbers actually bear out? Yeah, the numbers definitely bear out, particularly the last couple years. We'll, we'll go, uh, you know, from from the oldest to newest, okay. but, it, but it's gotten worse. 17-18 uh, his first year in the playoffs during the regular se- season average, 22.9. Just call, just call that the 2018 playoffs. 2018 playoffs, uh, 22.9 and 48.3 shooting during the season. Uh, in the uh, postseason, 21.4, so a drop of about a point and a half. Yeah. 43.5, so about, you know, five percentage points okay. on the shooting. Uh, 19 playoffs, 27 and a half during the regular season, uh, 48% shooting in the playoffs, 20.2 points, so down seven points That's per game. That's a huge drop. Massive. Uh, and That's, the also, Tor- That's the Toronto year. Yep, and also down 6% shooting from 48 to 42, essentially. Okay. 
uh, 19, or excuse me, 20 playoffs. So this is the year they lost in the first round of the Celtics. Right, yeah, so this is actually only one round, but this is actually the one year where it goes up. Uh, average 23 points, again, kind of, you know, the bubble, the yep. whole thing. Uh, 23 points during the regular season, 30 in those four playoff yep. games. Uh, and the shooting went up as well. Uh, shooting went down from 47 percent to 45 percent let me be clear that was without ben in the postseason so he had to certainly try to do more because you didn't even have your second best player available for the postseason all right so let's get to the hawks here all right so this is the year actually it's the most equal from the regular season to the playoffs he had a 28 and a half uh points per game during the regular season and 21 28.1 in the playoffs so so barely a drop there and then uh, shooting 51% down to 50%. Yeah, so he did his, so, yeah, so not yeah, massive. Now, yeah. these next two years are where it really gets bad. Uh, so this is the heat year. This is the heat year. Okay. During the regular season, he averaged 30.6 points per game and shot 49.9, so essentially 50% from the field. Yep. Uh, in the playoffs, he goes from 30.6 points per game to 23.6 yeah. points per game in the playoffs. That's not good. And the shooting just dropped a percent, so the shooting yeah. wasn't as bad. And then last year, just a massive, massive drop, the biggest yet. Uh, 33.1 points per game during the regular season, dropped to 23.5 yeah. in the place in the playoffs, and went from 54.8% shooting to 43%. Massive so, drop. So, John, this is all why I say, and thank you for looking that up, James, why... I like even if he comes back, I don't expect him to be at his best. I don't expect. I mean, I just don't. I expect him to be much better than that. Nick Nurse was not part of this equation all those years. Nick Nurse is a better coach, a better strategist than what we've had around here. I think the problem we've seen it, we've identified it year after year in the postseason. The half court is. What matters? Well, what's going to make him better at that? They're going to start Nick double- Nurse. Uh, Nick Nurse is a better coach. He's got a better plan, too. Uh, Just like our football team is going to have a better plan to deal with the blitz, Nick Nurse is going to have a better plan to deal with postseason half-court Is he going to be in shape? Yes. Joel After being out for be a, a, two months, yes. he's going to come back just magically in shape? No, he's going to put the work in because they know that's what their season rides on, him staying but in he's shape not the while last six, rehabbing. But he's known that the last six years. He's, he's never, never once better. been able to make it through the playoffs and not be huffing and puffing and, and all that. let's give him credit for getting better at, at doing what that well, is. Well, I like don't know that he has. Getting, in, come on, man. No, I, what do you mean, he's, come on? He's a year older. He's a year uh, wiser. A year older, year wiser. Yeah, I expect here we go. he's been around the block a few more times <laughs> this year than he was last year. He's got a few more tricks to the trade. It, it matters to him. Look, we I, know that. I'm just The fact bummed. that he's getting this surgery proves how much it matters to no, him. No, it proves he's really injured is what it proves. Okay, proves he's really, he's really got a real injury. Probably one of the most serious he's had and in you know, his whole And, you know, he's sacrificing. He's potentially sacrificing by getting this surgery. But to, to prioritize being able to play this year, it's, you know, potentially going to take some well, of the cushion maybe. out of that knee. But there's – I hear you, John, but there's – perpetuity. There's also something to be said for they feel like upon examination there's no choice but to get the surgery. I mean, like – Okay, you that's know, possible when too. It got and that's what it felt like, especially when you saw a lot of, like, before they announced it, a lot of the, you know, doctors on Twitter and all that kept saying, oh, if it's a, a flap, like, right. he's getting surgery. Like, he has to. And by is the basically way, what everyone said. And by the way, without him for the next whatever it's going to be, month or two, let's not assume that they just stay where they are in the standings. Guys, first of all, they're fifth. So they're not, like, third where they were for most of the year, third in the standings. Right they now, they're fifth. They could be in fifth. the play-in, man. hundred uh, percent. Because, guys, let me give you some, some bare, just raw facts. 
14 games without Joel this year. 14 games without him, 4 and 10. Whoa. Okay? 34 games with him, 26 and 8. <laughs> That's pretty big. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you might see the Sixers versus the Bucks or the Sixers versus the Celtics in the first round if they drop down to seven or eight. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Talk to Andrew in Havertown. Hi, Andrew. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I mean, I'm okay. I had a fine weekend, but it's, you know, I wake up to kind of a mess in certain fronts of Philly sports, but I'm otherwise okay. Yeah, the MB news is kind of shocking. And I, and I feel that, you know, we always expect that there's going to be the year that, you know, MB finally stays healthy and that, you know, maybe he'll kind of adapt to his body and that maybe, you know, we'll understand that possibly if he just played, you know, a certain amount of games, but a certain amount of, you know, um, limitations to himself that maybe he would, you know, make it through a full season. But um, I'm not in the camp of, you know, um, just nailing it home and, you know, not – actually, you know, taking a shot at possibly, you know, competing in the postseason. I realize you have to uh, have MB kind of rest into the city and through the surgery. And um, it's just frustrating now that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in a month and a half. And the Sixers, you know, if they're lucky, you could possibly stay between the four and five seed. But, I mean, they're not playing cupcakes. I mean, they're still play Boston again. They're still going to have to play the Nuggets, I think, again, too. Um, so they're, gonna, they're, not, they're not playing an easy schedule. And, you know, I think what the trade advisor is Thursday. So, I mean, hard to imagine there are more thinking, like, well, you know, if I had indeed now, maybe I could make a move to, you know, sustain, you know, some level of, uh, you know, competitiveness. But I just don't, I, I mean, it's just frustrating because I don't want them to mail it in. But I also want indeed to be healthy, too. So it's a, yeah. it's a frustrating situation. Yep. Um, and, on, and on the Hurts thing, I, I don't really care about the Pro Bowl games. And you and I spoke last year. You and I were both, like, really excited for the game going into it. I really thought that the Eagles were going to win. And it had, you know, the couple of things in, you know, go uh, that obviously went awry with the fumble and the holding at the end. I legitimately really thought that this team was going to win the Super Bowl, and they should have. Um, they gave it up at the end there. And I just, yes. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's deflating because I want Kelsey back to – I want, you know, the team to be good. But I, I hear in your voice because you've been a Philly sports fan longer than I have. I've only been on that earth for, you know, 34 years. So um, I've, I've seen the Phillies lose World Series. I've seen Eagles lose Super Bowl. So um, it's frustrating. But, I mean, we just have to continue riding that wave. And hopefully, you know, we get a you know, magical moment where, like, you have the 2017 Eagles and win the Super Bowl. So that's my Well, that's the hope. I mean, obviously. Right, Andrew, give me a great answer. You can win Green Day tickets. Who or what is versatile? This dude played 10 miles. He played um, Dick Cheney. And he played one of the most iconic characters in all film. Um, we go with um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. You got it. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of him most, John? The, the Dark Knight? Yeah. Probably his main role, right? Yeah, I think so. And I also, for some reason, I think of that still shot from The Machinist. I, I don't know if you, you've seen. I don't know that. Oh, my gosh. No. The weight that he lost uh, for that role. It was just disturbing, the way that wow. he looked. Wow. Um, I mean, I want to say he got down to like 120 pounds. Well, something. that's just that's, really, really crazy. That's looking. very, very light. All right, so you know, some talk here on on Hertz today. Let's let's get to some audio from last week because, you know, we don't get a chance to talk to Ray as often as we used to. You know, when, when he was on every week with us, and we loved having him on every week. And uh, Ray, obviously, in the in the semi retirement category, and um, but we talked to him last week, and, you know, it's first time we had talked to him since the season ended, and it was a hey, where are you on on Hertz front? 
And I specifically asked him if he, and let's remember this about Ray as it relates to Carson, who's, you know, coming to this conversation a few times. Um, Ray was a, a massive defender of Carson for a while when other people started drifting out. And then, of course, Ray, you know, admitted what everyone else admitted, which is like, yeah, this, this really got bad. Um, so it's like, okay, where are you, Ray, after one down year of Jalen? Where are you and what's your, you know, are you concerned about him was the basic question. Listen to this, uh, this exchange with the D. Am I concerned about him? Uh, I'd be lying if I said no. I mean, the, the easy thing and what everybody wants you to say is, oh, no, no, come on, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He, don't worry. Um, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I would go back and look at it. Uh, I, I think a lot of things went wrong with this offense this year. Uh, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it was coaching. I think a lot of it was design. I think a lot of it was play calling. I think a lot of that was faulty. Um, I think the players didn't have a whole lot of confidence in what they were being asked to do. I think that was reflected in the way that they played. Um, you know, you saw you saw Hertz. The term regress regression. Yeah. It it's it's not inaccurate. I mean, he did. I mean, in terms of his mechanics, as much improvement as he made last year. He took that many steps back this year. Uh, to the end, I mean, holding the ball way too much, um, throwing the ball into spots that he, he's, he's got to know better. Yeah, no question on that with Ray the other day. By the way, he continued on with, with even more. If you want to put his where he is right now in a nutshell, I mean, it's, it's the sack in the end zone in Tampa. I mean, that's, that's you know, we were sort of building up to that moment, and then it happened that night. That's how far he's fallen. Right now, last year he doesn't even make that. Last year he doesn't make that play. Why is he making it now? So remind you, Carson. Different, different. Uh, I I thought that the, a lot of when I went back and watched the film of games over and over again, there were this is where it's similar to Carson. There were things that I saw in the film, and I'd say, why doesn't he see that? It's right. Why doesn't he see that? I mean, I did that with Carson all the time. I mean, plays would unfold exactly right. I mean, timing was right. The receiver's right. The look is right there. It's a defense you expected. Everything's right there. And Carson's still holding the ball. He couldn't cut it loose. What is he looking at? What's the problem? There was similar, there was similar things with that with Hertz this year. Not to the same extent. Um, because, frankly, I think the plays that are being called weren't as good. I mean, a lot of the looks weren't there. But sometimes when they were there, he didn't see it. That was the ditty the other day with us. It's um, you know concerning to see Jalen take a step back. Hopefully he can rebound. Time will tell. I mean, I will say this, Jen. That's why you know I know you were excited based on what you saw with him throwing the ball in the Pro Bowl games. Like, it, it means nothing to me. Because I know he can throw the ball well. I, I believe it. I've seen it many, many times. My concern with, with Jalen is reading defenses and pocket presence to not abandon the pocket, step up in the pocket feel the pressure, and not panic. And that that's where, to me, a Pro Bowl... All very coachable. All well, it, This is the kind of thing that the, the coaches harp on week after week with the quarterback. This is what you hear as a, as a running back. But don't this you is think what the, they tell the Don't guy. you think the last group did? I mean, Brian Johnson did, they did not a tell him job. to do it. No, well, I don't I, think they did. did a I think job. they did a horrendous job at reminding jalen of all the little things i don't even know that they had the little things in that offense you think brian johnson told him escape the pocket needlessly no yeah, of course not but joe i don't think he had a okay look it, we know it's coming it's a slap blitz he's yeah. backed up i don't think well, I he though. knew automatically okay that's going to become a flat yeah. and you're going to throw it like that was not 
the logical progression of things for some reason. Like they excluded the logical and just Jalen was running around trying to buy time. That became our offense. It did. Whether that's his fault, whether that's Brian Johnson's fault or Nick Sirianni's fault, like none of that matters at this point. Like we're never going to know the truth. It was a mess for whatever reason. Now you're right about that. And and it has to be completely different this year. It has to look conventional to some degree. Like more conventional than it did last year because it's just what works against the blitz. Well, look, we'll take your reaction on on all this. We we sort of just stumbled there in a, a Jalen thing here. Um, but your your thoughts on that at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. But really, where we we started the show, which was two completely different topics. The first, your reaction to the latest Embiid uh, news, which obviously is that he's going to have surgery, as announced by the Seventy Sixers uh, last night. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting, and this is from his article on ESPN.com, that the, quote, door isn't closed on a return this season. So that's good. Um, John's got pretty high expectations that Joel can be back and be totally right for the postseason. I'd say James and I are much less so on that, you know, thought process. I mean, I'll say this. The Wojnarowski article indicating the door isn't closed doesn't exactly make me feel great. I mean, if it was as simple, John, as you – have presented it at times and it'd be like, well, of course the door's not closed. I mean, like I, I you know, I, I have low expectations for MB. Why? Able- the, the article is saying this still has a great chance. Like this Sixers team has a great chance to build for this year. But the article like doesn't to- say expect you well to be back in at his best in six weeks. Doesn't say that. Okay. Well, doesn't say expect, that at all. Expect Joel can be back and fully healthy. In six weeks. Well, I expect Joel to be back and fully healthy in six weeks. I expect this surgery and rehab to be a success. And I, I don't think it's that difficult to achieve success with this surgery and rehabilitation because it's, it's been done. It's been done a lot. And I know it's yeah. not always done on the seven foot two guy. Right, right. That makes it tricky. Well, here, I, I have confidence that, that he'll be all right. Look, I hope you're right. Here's what the article does specifically say. Again, this is from Wojanowski, ESPN.com. It says, uh, I'm reading right from it Embiid is expected to miss an extended period, but a more precise timeline isn't expected until doctors complete the procedure. So we'll see. Obviously, a procedure expected to be done in the next couple of days. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The other thing we're we're spending a chunk of time here today talking about is just the 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 basic reality that a year ago at this time we were prepared for a Super Bowl with tremendous enthusiasm, anticipation, and frankly expectation the Eagles were going to win. And now here we are, fifty two weeks later. Not only have the Eagles been out of it for weeks, it's like their hearts have been out of it for two months. And Kansas City and San Francisco are the teams about to play. And I just ask you this very open-ended question. What's your reaction to that? I mean, my reaction to that is uh, I'm really annoyed. My reaction to that is I'm frustrated the Eagles went into disarray. My reaction to it is I don't want to hear about, you know, my team being tired. I mean, that was a that was a lament in parts of November, but certainly much of December, even some of January. Oh, the team's tired. Well, you know what? San Francisco played till late January last year. Kansas City played till mid-February. I'm just guessing KC partied a little bit more after that game than the Eagles did last year. So I don't want to hear about my team being tired, especially when KC makes it six straight years. I don't want to hear any more about the schedule. I mean, it was a brutal schedule. There's no going back on that. That is a fact. That is a reality. Eagles had a brutal schedule. You know who also faced the first-place schedule? San Francisco. 
You know who also faced a first-place schedule? Kansas City. They face one every year. You get a first-place schedule every year. And you know who comes back every year? Kansas City. So, you know, I mean, I'm not not feeling great here right now. 215-592-9494. We got a lot more to get to, including what Jim Salisbury said the other day to us about Zach Wheeler. Some interesting stuff. We'll get to that shortly. Eric and Cherry Hill. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Eric. Uh, um, okay, so uh, I want to talk about Joel, but uh, sure. with the Jalen thing, um, you know, I kind of agree with John. Like, the silver lining is just, you know, for the first time in, like, two two years, you know, I saw him, like, I think I saw him smile more during the Pro Bowl than I have yeah. in two seasons. Like, he, he just looks so like, different. He looks so just kind of like, all right, you know. Just happy. Yeah, just I'm just going to have fun. And yeah. you know, I don't know if that's going to translate to next season or, you know. He how needs to get back to that. You know, that th- this team needs to get back to feeling that way. Because that's, that's the only way you put in the requisite amount of work. You got to love being there, love doing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm positive they couldn't have loved it last year, the way it looked. You know, Eric, one thing I wonder about is when they were winning, but he consistently talked after the game about how they didn't play to the standard. I mean, we do want athletes to hold each other accountable and hold the team accountable, but was he holding people almost too accountable? Like, were they not enjoying the wins enough because of how they played in getting the wins? And did that, in a, in a strange way, did that drag the team down, the offense in particular? I don't know, but it's something I've thought about. Yeah, he was just so robotic, and you know. It, but it was nice to he see. Was. Like, he was. Yeah. But you saw him I, just like smile and have fun. Yeah, and, that's why it was cool seeing yes. seeing him around other guys from other teams because he was no longer robotic. He was no longer unfeeling. He was just a yeah. normal guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just with uh, Joel, you know, the only thing I can say is that um, you know, every season he he, you know, we get to the playoffs, we lose and he gets injured, you know, the only thing that's kind of positive about this is like, all right, now the MVP, you know, distraction. Yeah, he won't, he won't, cha- he won't chase table. something. Yeah. Right. Listen, and, Eric, the other thing I've heard, yeah. I've, the other thing I've heard, and I think it's so ridiculous, but I'll say it. Uh-huh. I've heard people say, well, the positive here is you can't get hurt in the next month. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but it doesn't mean I'm happy he got hurt a couple of days ago and it's going to be out for the next month or two. Yeah, I mean, that's where way, we're at. We're at I'm, like that's how sad it is. It's well, like, well, at least he's hurt now. Eric, James, you know what it reminds me of? I swear to God, when the Eagles lost to Tampa, and I said it that week after they lost, it was like, you know what? At least the Eagles can't lose a game anymore yep. this season. No doubt. You know, put out of our misery. I, I, look, Eric, maybe Joel comes back and is great. My expectation is he comes back mm-hmm. and is less than his normal self. And that's my concern. Eric, give me a great answer yeah. here. I don't think that's a worry, Joe. I mean, I, I, I'm i telling you from my experience as the foot shorter guy yep. than what he is, yep. like they, they are probably going to tell him, hey, Joel, once we get the swelling out of this thing, you're going to feel as good as new. We're going to get 30 points a game in the postseason? I'm not yes. asking for 35, yes. which he's been doing this year. We're going to get 30 points? Yes. I doubt it. Nick I Nurse totally will help it. him in his cause. He's going to be able to Joel play. Joel is better than he was last year at basketball. Is he going to be able to play? Worked on his game. Is he going to be able he to play improved. forty-two minutes a game postseason? Forty-two minutes. Yes, he will be ready to go. No restrictions. Wow. 
Yes. I'll Once be shocked. the swelling is out of that knee, there will be no limitations. All right, Eric, for Green mm-hmm. Day tickets, who or what is versatile? Yeah, it's probably the most versatile thing we all own. Uh, you know, just iPhone or smartphone in general, you know. Does a lot. Does a lot. The iPhone. I remember uh, a friend of mine saying before I got one, he said, if you get it, it will change your life. It does. I mean, you can you can tackle the phone call, the text message, the tweet, the Facebook. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look up uh, economic Anything stuff like stocks. in the world. What's the weather You like? have the world in your hands. You got the Google machine. Hold on. You, you were actually like considering not getting a That phone? could win. Who, me? Right? Yeah, like the way you said that. Uh, I was, hey, uh, I was probably a year when I was thinking people. about getting an yeah, iPhone. That's not my surprising. Yeah, presented yeah, this yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't this new about. contraption. You yeah. needed convinced a little bit. Yeah, I had my flip phone. I was <laughs> comfortable enough. I'm uh, not surprised. Uh, comfortable, comfortable. It's enough. less surprising that you that that happened <laughs> that that you don't still have a flip phone. Is the surprise? Right, James, where do you come down on my plane of risk on Saturday? Hours and hours of risk. <laughs> Winner or loser? Get loser. together with friends. <laughs> 45, uh, by the way, I'm a man also. I'm a man. I'm 45 years old. You know, I mean, through the years. I'm a man. I'm 45. will always love you. Had not played Risk with my buddies in probably over 10 years. And I was like, all right, guys, it's the winner. You know, let's let's play Risk together. Loser. That ain't nice, man. 215-592-9494. Let's go to JT right now at Bella Kenwood. Hi, JT. What's going on, brothers? How y'all feeling? Good morning. Good morning. Doing all right, JT. Hey, listen, John. Uh, come on, man. What's up? I'm tired of all the Doc Rivers bashing on the station, man. Why does everybody just bash Doc Rivers? Can we not give him some credit for the good things he did? Well, I give him MVP, some credit. I don't, I don't think he was as bad a coach as people thought, JT. My thing with Doc Rivers is I thought they should have dismissed him after he blasted the fans and would not apologize for him. That, to me, was the, the great sin of Doc Rivers with the Sixers. I don't remember that. And I'm going to see if Well, I mean, I do. Re- I mean, I, well, I, he, I, he blasted us I, I, on the Ben Simmons thing, only in Philadelphia. And it's like, well, first off, no, not true, Doc. If other towns had gone through the Ben experience for five or six years, they also would be blasting him. And he's basically wagging his finger at us, and he never apologized. And it was an easy apologize. Like, after you get rid of him, you say, look, I, 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 I was trying to manage a tough guy to manage. I was trying to – he's, he's, he's got a certain something to him, so I had to present it a certain way. Did I go too far? Yeah, I went too far. I am sorry. Like, I'm telling you, I would have been like, all right, Doc, I get it. Because, you know, here's the weird thing, JT. I've heard from a million people that he's like a really good guy. And I was a big Doc Rivers fan in the 80s and 90s when he played in the league. When he was a Hawk, even when he was with the Knicks, he was tough, he was gritty, 
I mean, he he wasn't the biggest, but he was a good NBA player. I liked Doc Rivers. I expect I respected what he did as coach of the Magic. I respected what he did as coach of the Celtics. But he came in here and he was just like he was like NBA arrogant. And I don't need that in my face as the head coach and the steward of the franchise. That's nonsense. JT, I thought it, I thought it was. Uh, to Doc's credit that he says he intends to give his all-star ring to Adrian Griffin, you know, the <laughs> Bucks coach yeah. who actually coached them to this position to where he gets to be the all-star coach. Uh, he was very, he, he deferred to Adrian Griffin. I thought that was classy of him. Uh, we were sort of making light of, of this whole thing. I mean, he's only won one game out of uh, three tries and you all of a yeah. sudden here you go. I mean, JT, coach. it's not his fault that he's the all-star coach, but I can say it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, yes. the guy's coached three games, and now he's going to be the coach of the all-star game coming up soon. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I got you, but let me get some points up here. Let me go real sure, quick. Sure. You got to think. Joel Embiid played his most games under Doc Rivers. Joel Embiid, the MVP under Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers developed Tyrese Maxey. Doc Rivers, from a personal standpoint, as a father, look what he raised. An NBA yeah. son, yeah. a daughter's made an NBA player. I mean, he's a dude that should be respected. I hate all the that the hate he get. All he George, had, to, JT. All he had to do is apologize. For me, now well, some people would have a different standard to say, "Get my team out of the second round." I never held Doc to that as much as others, because I, I just, to me, the Sixers was an incompleteness. Do I think he was a great coach? No. What I needed as a Philadelphian, and as a Sixers fan was an apology for his public presentation of the Ben Simmons thing, and he refused to go there. Refused. And he's got to, and he, JT, he's got to own that. That's That was his choice. Uh, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Let me go. How sure. come Popovich don't get blasted like Doctor? Popovich down there just staying off his name alone, ain't winning nothing. He ain't winning the last 10 years there. Well, no, I hear five times as many titles as Doc, though. Right. I but, mean, think about that. But JT, but, but, but Pop, I think Pop, but I think Pop had, I think Pop has been pretty criticized over the last five years for it's almost like the Belichick thing. Well, we thought you might be the best ever, and now we see you play with less players, less good players, and maybe you're not that good. I mean, you know, I That's mean. That's what I'm saying. I get so it. I don't want to hear about Pop got five rings. Bill Belichick got six, and he got the can because he can produce no more. What have you done for me lately? Come on, James. All right, Doc hasn't won a title since 08. Uh, Pop has won, like, what, three, two, three titles since then? So, like, what have you done for me lately? Pop has done more lately. Well, JT, he also was. Doc I'm, was I'm handed stuff. I'm comparing to Bill Belichick. So why was Bill Belichick fired then? He's won lately. Why He's 71 he years old. How about what you say? 71, Belichick. 71. That's part of it. I, yeah. JT, Pop give me. Pop was only 41. Yeah, well, no, but look, Pop's probably in his 70s, too. JT, who or what is versatile? You can win the Green Day tickets. Uh, the last he stole my iPhone answer, that was that should win. That's the best answer. iPhone's big, yeah. I, I'm going to say a spork, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. All right. Spork's spork. a good answer. JT, thanks, man. Did he see a lot of sporks lately? Not anymore. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what did he say? A spork. Oh, I thought he said sports. <laughs> so he I said, mean, a, a what? A spork. You, you know, know what a spork, spork is, is right? Joe? No idea what a spork oh, come is. On. Wait, you don't know what a spork is? Hold Take on, a guess. Hold on. S-P-O-R-K. Yes. Take a guess. Is this the spoon and fork yeah, combo? Yeah, there you go, okay. buddy. Fine. It's not, that, it's, not, it's not that versatile. You can scoop stuff up or dig in if you have to. One or the other. It does two things. That's it. <laughs> now, yeah, now let yeah. me t- let me tell you who's not that. By the way, Elliot Shore Parks in about five minutes joins us on the Eagles and on the 76ers. Let me tell you who is not versatile, but he doesn't need to be versatile because he is so exceptional at what he does. Uh, last October or November, whatever it was, I said, this guy is the third best player in Philadelphia sports. Now with 
Hurts going down, meaning not as good. I now have him as the second best player in Philadelphia sports. He's not versatile, but he's outstanding, and that's Zach Wheeler. He is outstanding. Some people thought I was nuts to put him above MB. That's fine. Some people agree with me. That's fine. But with what Zach Wheeler does in the postseason every time he gets a shot, and by the way, what he does in the regular season, I'm very comfortable having him only behind Bryce Harper in Philly sports. I mean, I totally trust the guy. But it is interesting. He is coming up to the final year of his contract, a contract under which he has completely delivered as a Philadelphia athlete. I mean, he really has, unlike very few We've talked about free it. agents Legitimately one of the great contracts, not just the yes. history of Philadelphia sports. I think it's one of the great contracts in my lifetime in baseball. He has been awesome. But one year to go, we know what happened with Nola last year. One year to go, went through the whole season. They didn't get it done before the season. They didn't get it done during the season. You play with some fire when you enter free agency. So, you know, we had Jim Salisbury on the other day. And we were talking to Salisbury about this Zach Wheeler thing. He had a couple very interesting points. By the way, I also didn't like hearing where Zach Wheeler lives when it's not the regular season. Listen to what uh, Jim Salisbury said the other day. I think he likes it here. I think he likes that he can get on an airplane and be home to Atlanta in an hour and a half. Um, you know, his wife, is uh, they have a growing family, and, and she has roots in New Jersey. And he's had success here. I mean, there are some measurements, some metrics that say he's been the best starting pitcher in baseball since 2020. Um, some of the uh, some of the war measurements. Either way, he's been a top three or four. Yeah. Um, they need to retain him. I think there's a appetite on the Phillies side to get something done before the season, and he seems to me to have that personality that he's probably not. He's made a lot of money. I don't think he's going to look be looking to, to wring every last dollar out of free agency. So, I think he would be agreeable if the money is right. Now it's tricky because he's going to pitch at 34 this year and pitch at 35 the first year of the new deal. So um, I don't know. I, I would think it's got to be a four-year deal. It's got to be more than NOLA. At, you know, NOLA's at 24 and change. It's got to be about, I would think it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not real good at this stuff. But I would think it's got to be about 25 per um, at at least four. You might have to go five to get him off the market. Um, but because of his age, you think he does not touch Nola's total of 170 million because he's older. Yeah, I mean they spread out Nola. Yeah, he's I think he's what three three or four years older than Nola. So that's a yeah, that's definitely a, a mitigating factor there. That was Jim Salisbury with us the other day, John. There's a lot to react to from that. What we yeah we need to get him moved, uh, yeah, out of Atlanta probably. Philly, I didn't Jersey. like that at all, man. I was surprised. I didn't know he lives in Atlanta. I, I didn't either. I don't want the Braves come pecking at him in no, 12 months. No, 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 no. That would scare let's, the hell out of let's, me. Let's get a foundation established here, home base. Did they not sign Nola because they're like, yeah, we're going to actually put our money in a wheeler and come, uh, you know, 12 months later? I'm, I don't know, maybe. I mean, here, here's the deal. Zach Wheeler, to me, is essential to the Phillies. Yes. He's essential. And I don't say that about many athletes. He's essential. So, I mean, I trust the guy in the regular season. I trust the guy in the postseason. And I have total faith that they'll get this done. I don't have total faith. Really? I have some faith, certainly. But, Mm. I mean, you know, he is is now eight months away from being a free agent. And that scares me. Because I I actually thought Salisbury's numbers were a little low. Now, I I get the argument he's older than Nola. And so you're not going to typically get as many years. But, man, we've seen some great pitchers 
get? I mean, what was the one, James, uh, and it didn't work, but two years and $86 million, Which Mets pitcher got that? Uh, either Verlander. I think it was Verlander. Think it was Scherzer Verlander. and Verlander got similar type deals. I think that was Verlander, the two eighty six. And the one guy was in his 40s. Yeah, Verlander was 40, I think, when he signed that. I mean, could I see a, a scenario where Wheeler, after this year, even though he's going to be in his mid-30s, gets six years, 160? I could see that. I don't think that's crazy. I, I mean, you're going to get diminishing returns. We all know that, but... I look obviously if it's like four years, a hundred millions, sign us all up for yeah, Zach. Wheeler. I think that's way too low, right? James, yeah, I think if it's a four year deal, it's like 140 or something like that, 130, something like that. I think yeah. you, ha- I think you have to overpay for the years you get because he's not going to get as many. I- I'll say this of everything going on in Philly sports, I think this is one of the more underrated issues and under discussed topics. I mean, Zach Wheeler is essential to the Phillies. And he is getting to the last – I mean, he's in now the last year of his deal. So, keep your eye on that. We'll see where it goes. But they'll pay him. I, I, well, they'll try to pay him. But yeah. we don't know We don't know that the Yankees won't he sign seems him. We don't like know that a, the Braves won't sign him. Well, the question is, like can they get it done before guy. he hits the market? That's the real key. So, Gene, well, but, well, that's what I'm getting at. But that's what Jim right. Salisbury yeah. told us their plan is. Like, well, that was their plan with Aaron Nola, but okay. they didn't want to meet the price. But I, I believe the plan's a little more strong and intact with Zach Wheeler than Aaron Nola. Like, J- I am certain. James, this, Nola, this uh, Atlanta thing. So, that's his all-season home? Yeah, I knew that already, so that yeah, wasn't shocking I, Yeah, to I don't me. like yeah. that. I mean, look, Nola's like wife that. is from Georgia. It's all right, you know? No, it's not all right. Well, I, She's she from my, Georgia. I thought they go... just said she has roots in yeah. Jersey. No, 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 no. Uh, well, Wheeler. I, or, well, Trey Turner's wife is from Jersey. No, what, what, what Salisbury said is the wife has roots in Jersey. Yeah, the wife does. He's from Georgia, though. Oh, this is not good, man. Zach Wheeler a brave in 2025? I hope not. All I don't right. think so. Okay. I, I am with Rich. Uh, look, I'm not as, as sure as Richie, but if I had to bet, I would bet they signed Zach Wheeler before he becomes a free agent. Okay. We'll see. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.